And thank you for listening to the journey to resurrection. I haven't been on the podcast for a couple of days and I apologize. But at the same time, I don't. I guess it really speaks to the fact that this journey is unknown. It's unexpected. Some days you have the motivation. Other days you don't. Sometimes you get wrapped up in your life, in your head, in your emotions, and you really don't want to do anything. It's been a rough couple of days. It's Easter. Well, Easter Monday. And what I can say is the last four days have been a roller coaster. So, where do I start? Hmm. I think I break it up into segments because the four days on its own is its own story. So, I guess that my actual recording is going to be a bad track of how I'm feeling. So, pretty much, I took Saturday and Sunday to kind of just chill think about where I am, what I want to do, what's important to me, and to reflect on me in past events. So I'll give you a synopsis. My family's complicated. Yeah, so is everybody's family. We're complicated in the sense that each one of us, family of four, has trauma. Trauma beyond words that cannot be explained. Some that can't even be healed. Some that we think we are healed, but we're really not. Because it keeps resurfacing in everything that we do and say and think and how we interact with people. So I found out literally on Thursday everything is nothing new but this time this fight was different it was the end of all fights sorry if you hear the breathing it's my dog always trying to be a part of the story but he is he's a character I'll introduce him later right now we're focusing on the fight so three women living in a household a household that carries so much If the walls could talk, boy, would it be a book, a bestseller. Needless to say, this fight was a fight that ended all. And when I mean ended all, it just ended all. Words were exchanged, things were said, tears were cried, pain, suffering. And secrets were spoken. Things that weren't told were told. And it really just came to an end. My family crumbled. I watched my little sister, we're not that far apart, literally crumble. My mom is very religious. The whole 
COVID-19 thing is what she would call the days leading up to Judgment Day and everything that happened in the crib, in the house. It's the devil's work. But the devil was working over time. It really has been working over time. But Thursday... I crumbled. Like I said previous, I'm always strong. I walk around with a stoic face. I smile. I engage. I make the best of my day. Then I come home and I'm drained. And I'm in pain and I'm suffering. Because the person that I play every day is not me gets exhausted wearing the mask that most of us are used to wearing. I bet if you really sit down and ask yourself, are you truly, truly you? Most people couldn't answer it with a yes. Some form of us is conformed or hidden or pretend or masked because we're afraid of what people would think about ourselves. So yeah, the fight let out everything. It was nasty. It was disgusting. It was stories that I didn't know. Some I knew from my mom. Some I didn't. It was secrets that were no longer secrets. It was pain that was far more than just pain. It was everything that box have evil inside let out and all I could see was pain all I could feel was pain I watched my sister pack her clothes one by one my mom cried tears pain my sister hyperventilate and me hearing my heart beat faster and faster having multiple, multiple panic attacks in between. My anxiety is shooting through the roof. And then it's just silent. There's no words left to say because everything has already been said. So much has been said that so much has been said that so many of it may never be forgotten. So much was said that some things were said that we wish we never did. So I didn't sleep that night. Must have been a Thursday. I spent time FaceTiming my sister just talking. Just replaying everything that was said. Just crying. Once again, trying not to cry. Even in the most emotional moment, here I am trying not to cry. Because I need to be big. I need to be strong for my sister. I can't cry. She asked me if I'm okay. And I am, but I'm not. <laughs> I'm so used to being her parent. 
guardian, the protector. All my life, I protected her. All my life, I tried to keep her from things that were happening at home. All my life, I just wanted to be the best sister. And in that one moment, I felt like I wasn't. I felt like I had failed her. I felt like I had left her hanging. My sister said she wasn't coming back. Part of her pain was my mom. Part of it was me. Part of it was everyone. I had realized how much of my depression had taken over me. So many times I've asked people that I just need time. That I don't want to show up at a party or a dinner or get together when I'm in one of my moods because I'm going to alter everybody's moods. Everybody's moods. I don't want 10,000 people saying, hey, are you okay? Are you okay? Are you okay? I don't want to feel the pity. So I isolate. I tell people I'm fine and I'm really not. I don't burden other people with my problems, but I take on everybody else's. Man, I'm a social worker and I wear the S on my chest like a superwoman. Yet I never realized how much of myself isolated. I was doing such a disservice to the one person I wanted to protect. I wasn't there for my sister. I couldn't be. As I mentioned in my podcast earlier, the question or the journey, the purpose, was that I wanted to get back home. And when I meant home, I didn't mean physically home. Because not everywhere or not the place that you lay your head down is always the place that you feel safe. It's always the place that you feel home. When I was talking about home, I was talking about me, my body, my temple. I've been so disconnected. And in me being disconnected with my body, I've been disconnected with my sister and others. majority of the time I didn't want to deal with my own shit so I gravitated to everybody else's fixing everybody else's problem giving everybody the best advice and being so available for everyone including family but not myself so it was a moment that I think I realized that I actually felt that I let her down even though she said I didn't. I did. See, Thursday, I cried. Me and my sister hung out, though. We had a long talk. I needed that. I'm hardening her because I don't want her to make the same mistakes I did. That's what any older sibling does. 
significant part of me was mad because as an older sibling, I saw my parents treat her so differently. How she got away with everything. I think part of me was mad. I didn't want to admit that I was mad. I was a little jealous of my own sister because she didn't have to go through the things I did. She didn't have to be the straight student. She didn't have to be the perfectionist. I did. And on top of that, I had to be her parent too. A little background. I grew up with two parents and then two divorced parents. My sister grew up with two divorced parents. The household looked different. I guess that's really this weekend I learned. You can look at somebody and they can be the same two people you see every day. But that doesn't mean that they're the same two people you see every day. I also learned that my sister had her own traumas. Living in two separate households. I also found out that things changed when I lived across seas for a year in a whole nother country halfway around the world. It's ironic because her life changed when I moved for a year to study abroad and my life changed when I came back from studying abroad neither our lives were the same I don't think I'll ever know what changed from my sister between her and my mom but I know what changed for me in my journey so Thursday was hard Thursday was the beginning of something that I didn't know was yet to come. Thursday was also the first day that I told my sister I was taking medication. And that the side effects was my mom hearing me the whole night, early morning for about four or five hours, talking fast and literally like talking about things that were in my head. It was almost as everything that was in my head was out loud now for the world to hear and I didn't hear her come in I didn't hear her touch me I didn't hear the door open and to be honest with you I'm a very light sleeper my dog didn't bark which is odd and if he did I didn't hear him he barks loud and that's what the medication did for me I woke up 7 in the morning sharp couldn't believe it first time in months that I woke up that early went back to sleep because hey it's quarantine not like I'm going to work but I had energy somehow it still feel the same but different can't explain my mom quickly asked me had I been drinking was I still taking my GERD pills I told her no I can't drink and take pills she told me that I was talking crazy out loud about all these different things and she could tell there was so much on my mind. And I got scared. I didn't want her to know I was taking pills. But I also didn't want my thoughts out loud. That was weird. And then another revelation came. 
I told my sister about it. She was like, nah, why are you even doing that? You're the strongest person I know. You've been through hell and back, and now you want to take meds? For her, it was like the easy way out for me. And this is because she knows me. Not to say that meds are the easy way out. I think everybody knows themselves enough to know what decision they want to make and what is true to them. So for me, my sister felt that it was the easy way out given everything I've ever been through in my life. So I sat on it. But we talked some more. She continued to pack her bags. We kept quiet. Because there was nothing to say. Everything was already said. one thing I can always tell you is stick to you stick to what you want stick to what is important to you don't let anybody else or anyone, family, friends, foe whoever it is take that away from you what you believe in what you think is important run with it cause only you can save you and only you know you I'm so so far away from home but I'm getting there so to everyone you're getting there it's gonna be long it's gonna be tough getting there I'm in this for the long haul and I'm not going anywhere I'm gonna fight this not for my mom not for my dad not for my sister not for my clients but for me this is for me So until the next podcast, no more dates. Well, it might not be every day, but it will still be my journey. And I will try to do it as frequently as possible. But the genuine part about these podcasts is that I do it when and how and on my time with no real schedule or expectations. I do it because it's important to me. It's part of my process. 
in hopes that it'll make me be a better person. It's my verbal journal. So thank you for being a part of it.